Hey, it's Allison Katzkowski. Thanks for tuning in to the Ultimate Journey of Self-Care. I hope you're having a fabulous Tuesday morning, wherever you're listening to me from. So today, it is November. It is the first Tuesday of November. That is just so hard for me to believe. But what I would like to do for this month is break down the concept of energy a little bit more. There's so many factors that are factored in, if you will, to what energy actually is. And I think we all know what energy is to some degree, but have you ever stopped to really think about the factors that go into building energy? And I'm not going to give you a science lesson here, and I'm not going to read a textbook to you either. But being that in all of my work with clients and teaching and all the, the work that I do in the community, one of the big things that I hear from people almost every day um, in some shape or capacity is, is... I just don't have any energy. I feel like my energy could be better. And some days my energy's great and other days it's not. So I got to thinking and I thought, I think now would be, a, now that we're moving into the holiday season, the time of the year when the time that we make for ourselves literally goes out the window because of our other commitments. Um, when you think about getting ready for the holidays, when you think about travel, when you think about whatever plans you have with your family, whatever plans you have at your office with the end of the year, all of these factors go into us trying to justify to ourselves why taking time for us is just not something that's high on the priority list. And that will ultimately contribute to your energy levels. So I thought that today would be a good time to kick off what I like to call the three building blocks of energy. So what I want to do today is go into a little bit about what these are and kind of give you a snapshot as to what's coming this month in November right here on the show. So energy, I've talked to you about what energy is before. Energy is one of those concepts that um, is really all encompassing. Um, everything that we do takes energy. We're actually made of energy. We consume energy in the form of food. We burn off energy when, we, when we're active and when we work out and when we do things that require energy. But when it comes to actually what energy is, there are actually three main building blocks that go into what energy is. The good thing about this is, is that on some days when you don't feel like your energy is where it should be, it is something that can fairly easily be changed. Now, I'm not saying you're going to see results quickly, but what I'm saying is these are easy little things to keep in mind that will have a great direct impact on what your energy level is. And what that means is it's going to help you show up better every day. You're going to feel more engaged. You're going to feel more focused. You're going to feel more with it. You're going to feel like you have less brain fog that when someone when you're having a conversation with somebody, you really feel like you can tune in and listen rather than saying, wait a minute, I missed that. Can you go back and repeat that? Um, it, it is all connected. And so I felt like today this would be a good subject um, to start with. So it's not fun having low energy. It's not fun when we don't feel good. Because um, one of the first things that we notice is, is that, and one of the words, the phrases I like to use when I feel like my energy is not where it should be is, is I feel like I'm a half a step behind. I feel like everything that I do during a day, it either takes longer, it's either harder, or it feels like something just doesn't click. And obviously that's a mindset. That's really where it begins. But it, there is truth to that. There is a scientific reason behind that because there's really no reason when you do these things right why your energy should not be consistent. 
Now, there are going to be days when you feel like your energy is just out the roof. And then there are probably going to be days when you don't feel that way. But my goal for you is to feel like you are at least in control of that and that you feel like your energy level is on a level that you can actually maintain and stick with. Okay. So the three building blocks, what I want to do is give you a little snapshot into what they are and hopefully give you some little tips and strategies that you can take away so that you can start implementing a plan. So to stay ahead of the game, because it's not a question of when you're forced with the decision to approach your self care for this time of year. It's a matter of when it happens, okay? There are, there are going to be weeks coming up here in the very near future when you're going to pull a really late night or you're going to say, this is one of those weeks I just don't have time to get to the gym. And those are the weeks when you absolutely need to make sure that taking care of you is a high priority, okay? Because with the demands on your time and the demands in your schedule, there's no, there's, is one of those things that you absolutely can't afford not to do. Okay. I want to emphasize that. So the building blocks of energy that I'm going to go into today are the first one is obviously sleep. And the older I get, the more I really appreciate this. I used to believe as a young, as a, as an athlete, when I was younger, I was a competitive swimmer through high school and some of college, and I still do some swimming now. I was actually, too, a competitive bodybuilder when I was in school and in graduate school and did some fitness shows. Um, I've run races. I've done an Ironman half triathlon as part, or excuse me, a half Ironman triathlon. And I can appreciate what goes into being an athlete and what's involved with all that, okay? But, and when I was younger, my point in saying this is, is that I believe that exercise was the most important piece, that if you stay active and you hit the gym, you know, regularly and you work out on a regular basis, that everything in your life is better. And I still believe that to some degree. But what I'm going to tell you now is that the older I get, I really believe that sleep is the most important component. The most important component of your energy is your sleep. Okay. Now, that's not to say that if you are one of these people that only sleeps, say, four or five hours a night, my bet is, is that you're already fairly active and maybe you work out regularly. And when you do that, that contributes to your sleep being a much higher quality. Okay. And for some people, they can get by with, with that much sleep, meaning that four or five, maybe six hours at most. Okay. But the lion's share of people can't do that. And that's those, that's who I'm speaking to right now. Okay. So when you have regular activity in your schedule, it does make your sleep better. So if that's what's working for you, then fine, keep that up. Okay. But if you're someone that really struggles with sleep, maybe during the week, you're lucky to get a few hours and you find yourself just being tired all day on Saturday and Sunday because you feel like the need to catch up. Okay. This is what I want you to listen to. Okay. There is so much that happens during your body when you sleep. And if you're having trouble sleeping, I want you to sit and ask yourself, why is that the case? If that's happening repeatedly, then your body's trying to send you a message that something is up. Okay. Because most of the time when we have trouble sleeping, it's one of two things. It's that we have literally too much happening in our lives. Okay. And that number two, that we're actually doing things to sabotage how much sleep we get. Okay. And I'll talk about that in just a moment. Okay. There's really no shortcut for sleep. Okay. There's so many things that happen while we sleep. And I've talked about this before on the show, but 
the probably the biggest thing is that it allows our bodies a chance to reset. Okay. On the other hand, good rest can really help set you up for success. And maybe I'm not talking deep sleep here for you. Okay. Maybe a power nap would help you, or maybe just having some quiet time during the day just to settle your thoughts can help set you up for a good night's sleep. Okay. There are lots of things that you can do in the evening to sort of start to unwind yourself so that you can be ready to get into a regular sleep schedule. Okay. Normally, someone once told me this back when I had a period of time when I wasn't sleeping all that well, is that you have to give yourself a few days to sleep in late. Okay. And then after that, when you go to sleep and when you wake up, is about how much sleep you need. You ideally want to be going to bed about the same time every night and get up approximately the same time every day, okay? If you feel the need that you need to sleep till 10 or 11 o'clock on the weekends and you're burning the candle at both ends during the week, then that's not a sustainable schedule, okay? So what we want to try to think about is what is going to be the ideal amount of sleep that you can do on a regular basis, There's always going to be those days when you're up later and there's always going to be those days when you're up earlier than normal, okay? But I'm talking the majority of the time, this is what we're talking about, okay? We want to keep your sleep schedule as normal as possible, okay? So here are a couple things to keep in mind um, when it comes to your sleep, okay? Is that in the evenings, we need to try to get in the habit of getting off the computer, turning off the TV and getting off the electronic devices within the last hour that you're awake. So often I talk to people and they have the TV on in their bedroom when they go to sleep or they turn the TV on to kind of help them, you know, slow down a little bit for the day. This is actually helping your brain to stay awake. It's not helping you settle down. Okay. What would be better in the evening to help you settle down would be to maybe curl up and read a little Maybe spend some time with your calendar and organize your next day. Maybe taking a hot shower or a hot bath, if that's your thing. Maybe having, you know, a relaxing beverage, maybe a hot chocolate, maybe, you know, something to sort of help you slow down a little bit. Um, Whatever that's going to take to help you close the loop in your mind that it's time to slow down. And for some of us, it's really tough to do because we find ourselves either working late or we find ourselves staying busy with things well into the evening that by the time we start to settle down, it's already late. And then it takes at least another half hour to 45 minutes for us to actually get in bed. So what I want to challenge you to do is to start your evening routine a little earlier and start with just 10 minutes. So if you're one that you really want to try to make a point to be in bed before 11, then start your more, your evening routine about an hour earlier. This ensures that you're going to get in bed before 11 o'clock. Okay, so maybe make your goal to be in bed by 1045 or 1030. And then maybe after several days, try to backpedal it to 1015 or 10 o'clock. Okay, and what you'll find is, is that the more you repeat that pattern, the easier it's going to be for you to get into that routine. Okay, and doing it once or twice isn't going to be enough. Okay. So, and this is where you really have to stay motivated, stay disciplined and remind yourself why this is important. Okay. Because good sleep sets you up for success, not just in your next day, but going forward. It helps with your mindset. It helps with your thoughts. It helps with how you communicate with people, your coworkers, your spouse, your family members, your friends. Most of the time when we find ourselves being short, 
or argumentative, or maybe something triggers us a little bit, you know, nine times out of 10, it's related to rest. We're either not getting enough of it or the rest that the rest patterns that we have in place aren't really working. And I'm not suggesting that we go and reinvent the wheel, that we try to do something completely different. But what I am saying is, is that it is an easy place where we can make simple changes. So maybe just starting your evening routine a little bit earlier in the evening is the best place to start. Okay. I would also advise you to leave your electronic devices out of your bedroom. Put your phone somewhere where the blue light isn't going to bother you. Because when you keep your phone in your bedroom and every time the blue light comes on, that's when someone sends you a message or you get a phone call or something, the blue light actually turns your brain on and makes it harder for you to settle back down. Okay. Point number two I'm going to suggest about sleep is, is that in the evenings, and this has really helped me some nights, in the evenings, if there's something you're really struggling with, if you're having trouble making a decision, if you feel like you just have so much on your plate that you absolutely don't know where to start for the next day, then take a moment with a piece of paper or a journal and just do a brain dump. Just write down everything that's troubling you. It might be that you're having a disagreement with a friend. It might be that you're at odds about something with your spouse, or it might be an, a disagreement or something that you're going through with a family member. Maybe you have a sick family member. Maybe you're the primary caregiver. Maybe you're short-staffed at your office and you're doing the work of three or four people at least, okay? Or maybe it's just, maybe you're just fearful of things in general. Maybe you're at a crossroads in your life where you're ready to change jobs, but you don't know what that is. Or maybe you're at a standstill in your business and you're not exactly sure what it's going to take for you to go to the next level. Okay. These are times when getting things out of your head, getting the thoughts out of your head is going to free you up and give you the space to relax. Okay. Because having time to relax and being able to really settle into a good rest and sleep regimen requires us to have space available in our heads for that. And if we feel like we're trying to carry the weight of the world every day on our shoulders, if we feel like there's so many decisions that need to be made and there's so much work that has to be done at the office, then we're not doing ourselves any favors by holding on to all of that in the evenings. Okay. So journal it out, write it out, write out what's troubling you. Say it out loud if you're one of one of these people that needs to say it, okay? Have a conversation with yourself. Write yourself a letter, okay? Whatever it's going to take to help you free up that space in your mind so that you have that space energetically to relax, okay? It really does work. It takes a little bit, but it really does work. So I'm challenging you to find some way to make those points connect for you, okay? Um, you know, when we're having trouble sleeping, one of the first places that we notice it is our energy levels, but usually the second place that we notice it is our hunger and our cravings and the need to eat on a completely different schedule. And we tend to make different food choices. We tend to make different drink choices. We tend to find ourselves not drinking enough water because we're craving something else like so like a cup of coffee or a soda or an alcoholic beverage. Okay. So it all ties back to sleep and rest. So I want to encourage you 
every chance that you get to take inventory of this with you every day and make a note in your calendar of when you go to sleep, when you start your evening routine, when you get up in the morning, maybe if, you know, nighttime is the best time for you to, to practice these things. And I would suggest you do that. But if you're an early morning person, then maybe do your brain dump in the morning so that you can be ready to be focused for the day. And then promise yourself when you get home that night, write it in your calendar like it's an appointment. Promise yourself in the evening that you're going to start your evening routine a little bit sooner and hold yourself accountable. And if you put it in your calendar like it's an, like, like it's an important appointment, an appointment that you would not miss, that you would not reschedule unless it was an emergency, then the odds are much more likely that it's going to happen. Okay. So sleep by far is probably the biggest building block of energy. Okay. The biggest building block of energy. So, and in the month going forward, I'm going to be tying sleep in more with your hunger, with how to approach your eating, and with how to approach other things as well. Because during the whole month of November, our focus is going to be on energy. Okay. So, point number two in the building blocks of energy is obviously your diet. Okay. And what I just got through telling you with sleep is, is that when our sleep is lacking or our sleep is up and down, one of the first places we notice it other than our energy is our diet. And some people say, well, I'm just not hungry. My appetite just hasn't been there. You know, I've been skipping breakfast. I've been eating later at night. I've been eating later during the day. Um, all of this is traced back to sleep. But normally when we notice changes in our diet, it doesn't take long is what I'm saying for us to notice changes in our diet when our sleep is off. Okay. So, um, and I think one of the first places that people try to make changes is if they're trying to be too extreme with their eating is they'll completely cut out carbohydrates or they'll cut way back on the carbohydrates and focus more on eating more protein, maybe eating more fat sources because there seems to be such a focus now on intermittent fasting when I talk to people. And I'm going to spend a little time on this in next week's episode. Um, cause we're going to talk a little bit more about the effects of energy when it comes right down to your eating, um, particularly with carbohydrates and fasting. So I'm going to spend a little time on that in next week's episode. So I don't want to get too much into it today, but I do want to mention that you can make some simple changes with your eating. If you're struggling with your energy levels, um, number one is adding more omega three fatty acids to your diet. And obviously the easiest place to get this is fish. Most fish sources are really heavy in the omega-3 fatty acids. These are the, these are obviously good for you. Um, they actually help feed your brain, if you can believe that. Okay. The triglycerides that are found in the good fats actually help feed your brain. They're called medium chain triglycerides. Okay. Or MCTs. If you ever see that buzzword on a label, um, then that's what that means. And these, what these fat sources do is that they give you, give your brain sustained energy. And people forget that your brain needs energy to function. Okay. Your brain needs energy to function. The easiest way for your body to get energy to move is from carbohydrate. Okay. But the easiest way for your brain to get energy is from MCTs. And we're going to talk about that in a little bit more in next week's episode. Okay. So you need both. You need carbohydrate and you need fat. The key is to keep the portion sizes reasonable and to make good choices when it comes to that. Okay. Something else that you can make a change with, with your eating are to eat vitamin rich foods, foods rich in antioxidants, 
Okay. These are the compounds that help combat what's called free radicals, which have been linked to many, many different forms of cancer. Okay. So I'll give you some obvious choices for eating vitamin rich foods. Obviously all of your berry sources, blueberries, strawberries, raspberries, blackberries, a lot of those are not in season at the moment. However, in the grocery stores, you can still buy fresh organic fruits. Okay, blueberries are one of the best sources of antioxidants that there are out there in terms of a fruit source. And they're very effective and helpful for helping combat the free radicals. Okay, other good antioxidant food sources include sweet potatoes. They include peppers. And we're getting into the time of the year where we see more squash and peppers and the more root vegetables that are present. Carrots are also heavy in antioxidants, okay? And this time of year, we tend to want to eat foods that are slightly heavier, okay? So think about making some switches in your eating to including those root-rich vegetables that are, you know, heavy in the antioxidants, okay? Something else, too, that I find extremely interesting is that make these particular food choices are helpful in making our hypothalamus function better, which is a teeny tiny organ the size of an almond, and it's present right at the base of your brain, and it's the center of your brain that is really responsible for making the hormonal changes that are needed, not just for metabolism, but for energy, too, and I'll get into this a little bit more next week and in the following episodes after that, okay? So there are lots of reasons why these particular food choices are helpful when it comes to energy, because they help direct, if you will, uh, the centers in our body that are responsible for converting the food that we eat into energy. Okay. So there's more or less a direct roadmap right to these places in our bodies. Okay. So foods rich in omega-3s, vitamin rich foods, particularly those that are high in antioxidants, and finally drinking more water. And this is something this time of year, which I really feel compelled to mention because most people think as the weather gets colder that we don't need as much water. We actually need more water in the colder weather than we do in the warmer weather. And the reason for that is that the air is so much drier. And we tend to not notice when we're thirsty as much in the cold because we're expending so much energy to stay warm. Okay. I mean, today in Raleigh, for example, it was in the thirties this morning. It's the coldest morning we've had yet this year. Um, and I think the high is projected to be close to 60 today, but by the end of the week, we're going to have our first big freeze. It's going to be, I think, 28 degrees here on Thursday morning. So, and when we're cold, we're focused more on staying warm. We don't think about the fact that it takes so much energy for us to stay warm and we do lose fluid to stay warm. Okay. So we actually need more water in the colder months than we do in the warmer months. We're just more aware of it in the warmer months. Okay. We notice it a lot more. Okay. So make sure that you're keeping that water cup on your desk, that you're traveling with a water bottle with you everywhere you go. I always keep something in my car that I can keep filled. Keep bottled water handy if you're not a bottled water person. Um, keep a cup on your desk. Okay. You know, make it easy for you to have access to water. This can also be a reason for you to get up once an hour or a couple times an hour and walk to the water fountain if you don't have a water cup on your desk. Okay. But that's an easy change that you can make. So invest in a good water bottle, a good plastic tumbler that you can carry with you easily, that you can keep with you, um, that can make it easy for you to have access to water. Okay. And finally, the third piece of energy, the third critical building block is actually exercise. Okay. It is exercise and being active. 
And like I share with you at the beginning of the show, you know, when I was younger, I believed that exercise was the most important piece. I still believe that it's a very critical piece of energy. Okay. But obviously we have to get the sleep and the eating right too. So it makes sense that these three elements work together. Okay. Making time to be active throughout the day is so important and it is directly linked to the other two pieces that I just shared with you. But I really believe as a society that we have to get away from this idea that we have to have 45 minutes to an hour every day to work out or it's just not worth our time. That is so wrong to think. There is so much research out there now to suggest that the time you spend to work out and to be active, it's so much more about quality than quantity. Okay, so if all you have is 15 minutes, you better believe you can get a really effective amount of work done in that 15 minutes if you are intentional with how you spend your time. And normally this means doing something to get our heart rate up. Now that means different things to different people. I'm not suggesting that you go to the gym and do a high intensity workout if you know your body's not capable of doing that. Okay, and as soon as we start going there, we're just trying to talk ourselves out of doing it. And I talk to people every day who say, I love the idea of doing a hard workout, but my knees can't do it. My back can't take it. I have bad shoulders. My core is weak. I can't do that. Well, guess what? There's lots of things that you can do to be active, to get your heart rate up that don't involve jumping, that don't involve doing burpees, that don't involve doing anything so challenging that you're afraid you're going to be sent into surgery as a result of doing it. Okay. So we have to let go of the idea that working out for a long period of time is the only way to do it, okay? There are lots of things that you can do to stay active to challenge your heart rate. For example, walking. I've talked about that before on the show, and I'm going to say it again. This is one of the most underrated ways to stay fit is walking. And now this time of year is the perfect time to do it. The air is cool and crisp. For many of us, we're looking at beautiful scenery with leaves changing and the vibrancy of the colors. So if you have time during the day, I won't say if you have time, I'll tell you to make time during the day for a walk. Park your car far away from your, the front door of your office and walk. Park your car at the other end of the parking lot at the grocery store and walk. Okay. Um, find time during your lunch hour to give yourself a 15 minute walk. Okay. Outside if preferable. And if not, then make a loop around your office, go up and down the stairs a couple of times. If that doesn't work for you, then put yourself in a position where you can walk and be active. Okay. Get yourself up at least once an hour or twice an hour and just do it. Stop thinking about all the reasons why it's not going to work and start thinking about all the reasons how it can work. Okay. Because changing our thoughts is how we make it happen. Okay. Being active um, actually helps us sleep better. It makes, it helps us think better. Nine times out of 10, we're much more productive on a day that we're physically active. Okay. Our bodies just work better when we're active. Our bodies are created to move. Our muscles are meant to move. We are not meant to sit still. We are not meant to be sedentary. We are meant to move around. So I'm going to challenge you, get creative with this. If you know that doing a hardcore workout is not going to work for you, then there are other options, okay? And a lot of those options can be done right in your house or right in your office, okay? And this is where our online workout club has a lot of very basic, short, effective workouts, a lot of which don't even use any equipment, and almost all of them have modifications, and that's always the best place to start is to start with something small and build. Okay. So if all you have is 15, 20 minutes a day, we can make the most of that. 
Okay, another way that you can add activity into your day is to do some stretching. And this is where doing some yoga is helpful. If that's not really your thing, then there are easy stretches that you can do that can help you stay active, that can help your body stay moving. Okay. Um, when we sit for a period of time or when we're not at active for a period of time, our muscles aren't the only places that get tight. Our joints get tight too. So, you know, this is why checking your posture as often as you can is helpful. Um, and just having some time to add some stretches in, if you know that going to the gym isn't going to work for you, then that's a place to start as well. And we'll spend a little time on that in a future episode, a little bit later this month. And then the final piece I'm going to share with you on exercise and activity is deep breathing. Okay. Because if we think about it, deep breathing actually helps strengthen and train our nervous system. Now we have two different nervous systems in our body. Okay. One helps us deal with stress. One act. And I say that because one helps us stay going when we're under stress. And then the other side of the nervous system helps us relax. And when we practice deep breathing, okay, intentional deep breathing, then we're actually getting training for our nervous system when we do that. And our nervous system is responsible for helping our muscles work well too, okay? So, and not to mention that practicing deep, regular breathing can help strengthen our respiratory system to a degree, okay? So if that's where we need to start, then I would recommend that you do that. Okay. And the good news is, is that you can sit in a chair and do that and you don't need any equipment. Okay. You don't even need to go anywhere to do that. Just pick a place that works for you, even if it's in your car and practice that, you know, five minutes a day, getting clear on what your thoughts are for the day. What are your most important priorities? What are your intentions? Remember intentions are present. They're the, what we have to do that's right in front of us, not tomorrow and not next week. Okay. So those are your three building blocks of energy, okay? Sleep, making corrections in our eating, even if they're small corrections, and activity and exercise, okay? And in next week's episode, I'm going to hone in a little bit more on sleep and eating and how the two are connected and hopefully share with you some helpful information about um, particular eating strategies as they relate to how we can work on our energy levels, Okay. I want to invite all of you to join our next free event, which starts next Monday, November 11th, right here in our Facebook community, living your ultimate life through fitness and self-care. The name of it is called live fit, love self. And it's a sneak peek into what we do on our destination fitness retreats. And one of the things I'm going to be offering during this event are some discounted coupons for you to join us on our retreats. And we're talking serious discounts here, folks. I promise you it'll be worth your time to show up. So if you're not a member of our community, please head over and join us. I would certainly love to have you. Please feel free to head over to our business Facebook page. That's the letter C, the letter U fitness, and give us a like so that you can keep up with what's happening. And if not, if you're not on Facebook and that's not your deal, then head over to our website at cufitness.com and shoot me a message and let me know that, hey, I want to take part in Live Fit, Love Self, because we're going to have a way for people that are not on Facebook to participate as well, okay? Um, it's free. I promise you, useful content, fun things that we're going to do together. It's almost like taking a vacation right from where you are. So I hope that you'll join us. This is Allison Katzkowski. Thank you for tuning in to this edition of The Ultimate Journey of Self-Care. You're one step closer to living your ultimate life. Make it a good one.